So, I woke up this morning and I was kind of tired, you know, just sort of normal stuff. Um, but I, I went out to the donut shop that's at, uh, just outside of my neighborhood, uh, City Donuts, and I got myself a jalapeno and beef sausage kolache, got myself a cruller, and I came home and made myself a fresh cup of coffee. I rolled upstairs here into the uh, Studio de Gav, uh, sat down, and then I had a very long conversation with Chris. Hello. Neff. Good morning. And uh, our silent partner, Elby, uh, about Vagina Dentata and gay romances in Bioware games. Um, it's, um, uh, it's been a morning. It has definitely been a morning. I, and yet, that's such a normal conversation for the group of us. Like, yeah, we're all like, over the place always. It's, it's not even a weird morning. <laughs> like, that's just a morning. Yeah, I, like, that's I didn't say it was a weird morning. I said it was an interesting morning. That was all. <laughs> but I mean, to anybody who doesn't know us would be like, that is a weird fucking combination of topics. And yet for us, we're like, yeah, yeah that's normal. That's all right. <laughs> Facts, true facts. Um, so, uh, welcome to episode 147 of Azeroth Coast to Coast. Very quickly, screaming down the uh, screaming down the track towards episode 150. Um, We're old. Yeah, yeah, 150 episodes. I mean, the first, what was it, 100 episodes were weekly? Yes, the first 100 yeah. and odd were some weekly. 100 and some odd were weekly, and then we moved into the bi-weekly schedule. Um, I'd still like to do something on a weekly basis. So I think I well, I don't, no, have, I don't think... have to not have me for a week. Then I'm not. You'd have to not have me. I don't every... think. Yeah, I don't think we do Azeroth Coast to Coast weekly. I think we look at our options and we and we wait. And this is something, Chris. You and I have been talking about doing a side project. For constantly since like episode twenty five years, yeah, two or three years ago, <laughs> we've been talking about doing a side project at this point. Like two years ago, I think we started. We talking wanted about to it. do story time coast to coast. Yeah, we wanted to do story time coast to coast, but I don't think that story time coast to coast is like it's it's enough to encompass everything that we could potentially talk about. Exactly. So I, I like yeah, the I, name though. I, I think the like name story time coast to coast. The name think... should entirely stick, but. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think I think we do that, but I think we keep the Storytime Coast to Coast name, but we sort of branch up and branch out and just kind of talk yeah, about whatever the fuck shit show we want to talk about. Yeah. Yep. And then the nice thing is, is that then we can schedule it around you, buddy. I know. I'm so excited. I can actually I have something scheduled around me and not just be all over the fucking place. Yeah. And I, I, I we Come will on. say that. Um, when uh, our erstwhile uh, companion and buddy uh, comes back from his hiatus, the recording times are going to be changing a little bit, more than yes. likely, because he will be on a new time zone. It will be even earlier than anybody else here. 
Kevin and uh, I will be the furthest possible away from each other. So yes, you two will be the f- almost the furthest possible away from each other. So uh, there will be some shuffling of recording times coming up in the next month or so. So uh, be on the lookout on the Discord or on the website. Uh, we will probably try to get an announcement out about the recording time soon. That really point. only affects people that want to watch us record live on Twitch, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that's going to be the big one. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, welcome to episode 147, folks. Woo! Uh, can I can I genuinely just say I, it's not been the same without Kevin? I, I really miss Kevin. I miss Kevin! Hey. Yeah, I'm kidding. It's all right. Like, come on, he, like, we argue with him, but he also generates a lot of conversation. Because his <laughs> point of view is so different from the three of us. That's the problem. The three of us can't really do a show together and not and have that kind of devil's advocate argument because we all fucking agree. <laughs> I disagree with both of you very heavily a lot of the time, but I, I've, uh, I, I, I don't generate quite as much, uh, quite as much commentary as Kevin does about it. Which That's is your, not... it's your fault. Yeah, clearly, it's obviously my fault. I'm, uh, I, I, I'm the. I'm the elder statesman of this group with this this group of young children around me. Yep. <laughs> I'm a young child. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you any differently, Neff. Am I a fetus? Yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to go down this path of talk. Um. So, Christopher, I know exactly what you've been up to for the last two godforsaken weeks. Why don't you tell yep. everybody else what you've been up to for the last two godforsaken weeks? Well, I can't go into too much details because someone is still on game one. <clears throat> Miss Neff. Um, but uh, I have finally finished the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, all three games, all the DLC, and I can't really, I can't even give my opinion of it all because someone's still on game one. I'm working. <laughs> I'm working. LB on went it. there for me. LB went there for me. Thank you, sir. Um. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. So you've been playing a lot of Mass Effect Three. Like every night, you've been sitting down in Discord with LB playing through Mass Effect One, Two, yes, and Three for like the last three weeks. LB is a fucking mad lad and bought me the Legendary Edition because I've never played it before. So... He bought it for you, me, and I think Stone as well. I yes, believe that's correct. Yeah. yeah, he bought it for the three of us because the three of us have never played it, and LB is insane and wants his friends to play video games that he thinks are really, really good. So yeah. that's what he did. Um, and I we can't t- I can't talk about the ending not yet, but Gav. Uh huh. Did I react how you expected me to react? You didn't take the choices I expected you to take, but yes, I knew that was going to be the ultimate outcome for how you were going to react to it. It was hilarious. I knew the second you started playing the game, playing one, I knew that was going to be your reaction when you got to the end of three. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be good. This shit's going to be great. It's going to be hilarious. Um, I will so, not go into any more specifics no, about what you no did, because specific. it was hilarious. But it was fucking hilarious. 
But for anyone who knows me very well and knows the ending of Mass Effect 3, you know exactly how I reacted then. Um, the first yeah. time or the second time? Okay, the first time doesn't count. I didn't think that was actually going to be a thing. I was just being a troll and wanted to do something funny with the, with my friends watching, and it turns out that was an actual ending, okay? That doesn't count. That doesn't Great. count. And you know it doesn't count. When I finish three to ask him what the fuck he's talking about there, okay? Because I want to know what that was. But that doesn't count, and you know it doesn't count, because I was just trying to be funny with my friends. I didn't think that would be an actual ending. Well, you fucked up is what you did. Yeah, but we the the ending I chose out of the the ending that I actively chose out of the I think it's four possible choices. Is that what you is that what you expected? No, I did not expect you to do that. Really? I expected you to go. Oh, um, you're killing me. <laughs> I expected you to go with the one that we discussed afterwards. Uh, I don't think that's okay. While we record, while I play Mass Effect One. <laughs> No, no. It's um, not gonna do, right do the now. colors. Do the colors. Do, do, do the color. What I expect you to go green. I honestly I expect you to, to go green. I didn't have green access. If I had green I access, I probably would have. That like when we started, you started playing the game, and you got about halfway through one. I was like, okay, he's probably gonna end up with green since he's got full access to everything. I think he's gonna go with with the green path. Which, but the problem is, by the time I got there, I didn't have access to green. So yeah, didn't you didn't have access to the green path. Yeah. Um, for people listening, um, I Neth went red. Sitting, for, for people sitting here, Neth is just going, "What? What? What the fuck are you talking You're about?" Crazy. For for people for people for people sitting here, I went red. Uh, blue was never even a thought in my head. Yeah, he never even considered blue at all. Never even considered full it. Red, full red. Um, blue was not an option uh, if, if I had access to green which I found out later was a thing because I didn't have access to it during the playthrough I would have went green on that playthrough because that seems like the most logical option to me in yeah. my head that seems like the most logical option Chris, Chris would have uh, it's really interesting uh, that Chris uh, with how Chris does things that I think he that is so angry by the he, way <laughs> she is very angry she is very upset with us um, I think you're making me insane because yep. <laughs> suck it up and deal with it. But um, actually, Chris's Chris's playthrough of Mass Effect, the Mass Effect series, is actually what prompted what we're going to talk a little bit about later today on the show, um, which is decision paralysis and how choices affect how you play a game. So uh, I can't wait to get down into that. Chris, what else have you been up to recently? Nine point one came out, so I've been playing that. Corthia is actually so much fun. Like it is, it is. It feels so much like the Timeless Isle again. It's like the Timeless Isle is back, and I'm loving it. And I'm jumping in. I've been doing wares. I've been doing uh, fetching. I've been uh, grinding monsters, and it's all just open world. And there's some dailies to do, and it's it's feeling really good. And that's just Wait, Corthia. Sorry, where is this? Uh, it's the new Maw uh, zone that they added, where you can oh. mount, by the way, the Maw is mountable Yay! now. Which, by the way, I, day one, I said to the, to the guys in the guild that, oh my god, I haven't touched the Maw because I couldn't mount here. I'm a paladin, by the way, so wheelchair class beyond belief. Um, and 
it's just it's so nice to be able to run around and, and I'm I'm actually doing Venari dailies because I'm not detrimented by having to run everywhere on foot. Great. I'm not gonna lie, the maw was a big part of the wa- a big part of the reason why I just phased out of playing. I was just like, I I would get so fucking frustrated there that I was like, it's it takes the fun out of the game to have to have to go to this area to progress, and it was just such a fucking time suck, and it was no fun, and you couldn't mount, and I just the maw was a big part of why I was like, yeah, I'm done with my sub for now. Well, the maw is actually fun now because you can it's mount really and you can actually it. do shit. Um, the raids haven't started, but our first raid is scheduled for next Thursday for the chains for the Sanctum of Domination. We're all very excited. This will be my first time tanking a raid as a paladin since Gulduar. You get a stream? Uh, maybe if the dog continues to do what he's been doing, which is actually being really well behaved. Um, and not sound like he's being murdered in the background. I will. I will probably stream. I was going to say you talk a lot about uh, the dog being a bit of a dick, and I've never heard the animal bark once during any of I've our. I've heard streams. it a couple of times, not during our recordings, but I've heard it a couple times when we're like just chatting. You'll hear the dog bark, he's, but it's very. He's starting. Rare. He's starting to get a really, really good. Um, I do mute a lot, though. Bear that in mind when we're yes, just sitting yes. chatting. Um, he's true. been very good during our recording, so I'm thinking I might be able to jump back and start streaming again. So that might be good. That'd be good. Uh, and then your second WoW account. No, same account. Uh, same second WoW account. Your second WoW account. Same account, same subscription. My TVC classic uh, character is half phase one best, my druid. Um, I got a 97 parse on Gruul. And I was very proud of that. I was very proud of that. Nice. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm genuinely really loving free because I never healed back in Burgundy. I was a hunter and only a hunter. It's all I had. So it's nice to be able to redo it as uh, something else. And I love druid healing. So druid healing is where I went, and it's really really fun. And I love my I love my big Torn. He's awesome. And we're doing Karazhan after the podcast. Actually, we're Apparently, speedrun, we've got like the sixth fastest run on the server and the, the, the fourth most efficient run on the server. So we're trying to get up to the number one. So does that include all the optional shit in there for the run? Yep. We okay. are full clear. Full clear, including night including Nightbin. So do you do Nightbin on your way up or do you guys come back to? Um before we came back to it, we la- as of last week we do Nightbin on the way up. Which, Which makes is, more sense that's, if you're going for a That's the right way to do it. That yeah. if, yeah. if you're going for speed, we were struggling. So we were struggling with Nightbane before. Nightbane is a nightmare compared to the rest of the dungeon. Um but we've we're we one shot him last week, uh, with very minimal problems. Uh oh, we lost Dolby. Uh, so the pro oh, I need to actually completely redo these again. Fuck's sake. Uh, Nightbane. I'm I'm turning the cameras off. Because I'll have to completely redo them. Um, yeah, Nightbane is Nightbane is a a nightmare. But uh, we 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 one shot him last week, and we're back to we're gonna be doing pretty well. So, and the thing is, we're running with a survivability a, a a decent survivability comp. We're running three healers. 
uh, two tanks and the rest DPS. But our DPS is pumping so much that we have got to the fifth fa- the sixth fastest run on the server. Okay, so, so you're probably going with what straight mage, warrior, nope. and warlock. Nope. We have one warlock. We have our enhancement shaman. We have a hunter. We have a uh, rogue and oh, who's our other DPS? Uh, a priest for mana. Not. It's uh. Oh my god! No elemental en- elemental shaman. Zika, yeah. he's an elemental shaman. Uh, uh, shadow priests don't scale really well through TBC until towards the end of it. So uh, we have shadow priests in our twenty-five miles rate. It's just we have a team that's doing really well. So we're running prop paladin, uh, prop warrior, uh, the enhancement shaman, elemental shaman, hunter, rogue, and warlock, and then we've got me as a wrestle druid. A holy priest and a desolate priest. Nice. Okay, I got a legit question for you because mm-hmm. I've been paying attention. So when um, Karazhan opened back up, did two? Okay, so two questions. One was the basement boss bag. Basement boss. Okay, so when BC first opened, there was a limited time boss that was down in the basement that you could get a pet from. That no, 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 was... no. That's not in the basement. He was in the stables. He was up in the stables, and that was for a Halloween event. That came Nuh-uh. once. What's a Halloween I've... event? That's not, that's not, that wasn't launched. No, no. I thought there was a guy down in the basement. Was you the had bat. to go down and kill a bunch of spiders. No, and it, was a bat bat. Bat. it was a bat. Anyways, okay. So, two. Did you have to... Excuse me. Did you have to do the whole unlocking thing with Nightbane like you did originally? Yeah, all the attunements are oh, there. Yeah? Um, okay. the only, so, the only, thing I'm not, the only thing I'm not attuned for currently is... Architraz heroics because I've been really, really fucking lazy. Um, but we got we were Karazhan attuned before we we were no we were we were we my brain's completely failed. We were Karazhan attuned <laughs> as we hit cap. We did it that we did it that effectively. We we were that efficient with it. We hit cap and we were pretty much Karazhan attuned. We were doing all of our attunements as we were leveling. To make sure we were ready, um, we were heroic ready for pretty much everything. Like we had un- unlocked all the heroics before we hit seventy, except Alcatraz. Only one we didn't unlock. Cool, cool, cool. We were we were the quote unquote sweaty group of the guild while leveling. <laughs> <laughs> um, and LB continues to be a mad lad because LB, um, he bought me Dragon Age. So he really wants me to play these Bioware games because he's a fucking nutter. Neth, Gav, talk to me about your last two weeks. Um, last two weeks, a little bit of Mass Effect. Yes, I'm still on number one. I'm getting there. I will try and do more today. Um, tiny bit of Warzone, little bit of Phoenix Rising on the console, and a tiny bit of PUBG. <laughs> it was on sale on Steam, and a few of our friends uh, have been playing it, so I got it, and they're teaching me it. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Some sweaty kids. All right, all right. But yeah, I... 
I haven't played much of this week, um, just for health reasons. So yeah. Getcha, getcha, getcha. Um, I myself, I have been going running my first save of Baldur's Gate back through again. So the first character I made, which was a dwarf, a shield dwarf wizard, um, that murders Lazel in cold blood at the start of the game. Best choice. Um, I am in the Underdark, so I'm almost done with the available content in Act 1. Which I really want to get some more content at some point soon. That would be nice. Uh, which will dovetail in... Which Well, we're not getting content, but we'll dovetail into some announcements for Baldur's Gate 3 coming a little bit later in the show. Um, I have been pretty consistently trolling Chris during his playthrough of Mass Effect. The Mass Effect series. Accurate. And I've also been playing a little bit of Slay the Spire and Monster Train. Because of them roguelike deck builders, yo. Drafting Slay games. the Spire is the one that you just got with the Steam sale, right, Chris? Yes. Yeah, that we were talking about, because I, I was trying to think of what it was, and then as soon as you showed me the screen, I was like, oh yeah, that one. Slay the Spire is a lot of fun. Uh, but no, he has been trolling me a lot during the Mass Effect playthroughs. Oh, yes. Um, oh, one thing we didn't mention was that I have um, I have became sweaty for Mass Effect as well, in general, with uh, mm-hmm. my new playthrough. I feel like you're mm-hmm. judging me more because of it. I Oh, yes, I incredibly so. So, um, there are... Neth. It's not a spoiler. It's, there are different levels of... There are different yes. levels of how much you can fuck this up. Ah, okay. Um, and it all depends on what you do between all three games I've found out. Oh. So wait, um, stuff that I do in one affects three? Yes. And depending, cool. depending on what you depending on what you have du- du- succeeded or failed or chosen in one and two, it will t- it will determine how much you succeed in three. Okay. Um, and I had to math. I had to math a lot for this, by the way, a lot. Um, why? Because there are some there are some breakpoints he needs to hit, and certain certain events have a higher amount of we'll call them points that are associated with them. Um, and he needs to hit certain breakpoints to get certain options and certain endings and if he doesn't hit those breakpoints he doesn't get those endings available to him so he has what do you have oh, chris i have a spreadsheet yes i made a spreadsheet um d- adding up essentially everything that i have done in one two one and two and i'm replaying three Oh, is um, this to do with the 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 two point things that you were asking me about? No, about the, oh. no, separate, completely separate system. Only introduced in ME three, but what oh. you do in one and two matters to that number. Oh, um, so you didn't even know about it while you were going through the first two. Surprise! Um, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> um, so I have made a spreadsheet, adding up and deducting things that I did in one and two. Um, okay. And have 
add mathematically worked my way to figure out exactly what I need to get the quote-unquote perfect ending. I yep. can make it just if I get all of these choices correct. If I get if I do if I if I do the perfect playthrough of Mass Effect Three, I can just make it. Now the fun part is, Chris. What's the other fun part? Because Legendary Edition uses a different system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than the that's original I, I, game. That's why I had to math. That's why I had to do a lot of maths. Um, because the numbers for three. Uh, are available. The original three are all available. You know exactly what, what what you do, what you did, what you need. All the break all the breakpoints. The numbers for for legendary edition. The only numbers I could find was the perfect ending. There, were, I couldn't find any breakdowns for the other endings. So I'm ha- I'm having to either get the perfect ending or pray that I was close enough to get the very rare chance that you can get the perfect ending without the points the reasoning for that the reasoning for that is because the original mass effect 3 had an online multiplayer component yes that you could be used to alter how your ending choices were available to you at the end of the game at the end of the single player uh and because mass effect points by the way by about 2000 points yeah so since mass effect legendary edition does not come with the multiplayer component. All of the original numbers are kind of null and void, and there's also been rebalanced because of it. So all of the numbers from Mass Effect 3 are not 100% accurate, so he has to generate his own numbers for Legendary Edition. So based on the previous numbers and the points I had in my original playthrough and the, and the outcome of certain events... I should have theoretically got the perfect ending because of the old point system. But because the new point system is very different, I wasn't even fucking close. Oop. Like, I, for the, for the <laughs> fact that I got... No, here's the thing, here's the thing. For the fact that I got a near-perfect ending, there was one thing that I wasn't happy about about that ending that which the perfect ending say. fixed, which I can't say, but the perfect <laughs> ending fixes. I am super impressed that I got that because I was so far away from the breakpoint for the perfect ending. Mm-hmm. By like 3k, by the way. I was, I was shy of the perfect ending guaranteed by about 3k. Okay, so question for you. Mm-hmm. When you started 3, how many points did you have going in? Like six hundred. Okay, I just I'm curious when I start when I get to the point where I start like, three. We'll see what lot. I have. Com- we'll see what like, I have compared to well, you. The thing is, so the thing is, there the, the 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 choice. There are only like three choices in the first two Mass Effect games. Yes, that have any significant impact on the third game? Yes, but the redesign of the point system actually brings a lot more from the old games into it. Yeah. So in, in um, Mass Effect three, there was only like two choices, or like one choice per game. That actually impacted significantly the third game, but they no, rebalanced that around. In Mass Effect Two, there's about three choices minimum that really majorly benefits the major majorly affects the third games. I'll tell you about those later. Um, but yes, when they rebalanced the system, and I'm not going to tell you what it is because 
I went into this. You've got way more information than I've got. I'm not telling you what these things are because you're going to do the same thing I did through one and two. You're going to wing it and best guess it. That's happening. Um, Fine. <laughs> there's things that you do in Mass Effect 1 and 2 that previously didn't have any effect on it that do now have effects on it that I didn't do a lot of. Um, so, yeah. That's why my number is so low going into 3, forcing me to essentially play the game perfectly. And I'm still not allowed to play while we're recording, right? No. Right. Okay. Well, folks, I... that's our show for the week. If I can't do my dailies on WoW, you can't do this. If I can't sit here and do, like, runs of Monster Train or Slay the Spire while we're recording, you know, y'all can fuck off. Um, I have zero problem with anybody. I have 100% of a problem with that, Miss. I get distracted very easily. Yep. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Neff. What? What? Neff. What? Turn the game off. It's not on. That that was us. It's, that was us. It's legit not on. I know it's not. I know that was, that was us a couple of weeks ago or something. It was us like two months ago yeah, when you were sitting and playing ago. a game, and we were like, "Neff, Neff, Neff, <laughs> Neff, turn the fucking game off." But it was a good game. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um. All right, so Neff was complaining about email, and while that's happening, I'm gonna go pull up SoundCloud real quick. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. tell us about our tell us about our our, our spam. What do we get uh, this time? So much spam! You guys had many many offers for an African ritual to extend your penis to 17 inches. Wow! I mean, that's only like <laughs> that's like that's not much more of an increase, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, uh, <laughs> there was so much spam. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Any, so... more mortgage, any more mortgage requests? No, no mortgage offers this week. So sadly, the the ACTC um, house is gonna have to wait. It, there's no offers this time. Just uh, just lots and lots of stuff offering you guys to extend your cocks. <laughs> Right. Um, in the last uh, two weeks, let me go ahead and <coughs> alter this. So since our last show, which I believe was the th- 19th, last show was 19th, 20th, 19th. it was the 20th. Yeah, 20th. Yeah, 19th. Yeah. Um, our top five countries was uh, us, España. Us? Who's Uck, us? Bulgum. Oh, us. Okay. And Jopped. No, Canadia? Okay, so for, for, for normal human beings, that's the US, Spain, UK, Belgium, and Japan? Egypt. Yep. Egypt, okay. Uh, um, we do have a four-way tie for number five, by the way. All right. Egypt, the Russian Federation, Australia, and the Ukraine. Shout out to the Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, Hong Kong trailing in there at number five, number six. Tied between Hong Kong, Ireland, and New Zealand for number six. And how many of those are bots? Most of the us ones are probably bots. 
damn Americans and their bots. Um, it's a fact. <laughs> it's, it's it's orders of magnitude. So the U.S. is orders of magnitude higher than any other country. Uh, orders yeah. of magnitude. Um, I imagine there's probably a good few Russian bots in the Russian Federation one as well. Uh, no, 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 probably really not. That, really that low? Yeah, no. Okay. Espana is the only one in double digits besides us. Okay. Um, should we talk about some gaming news? Sure. We spent most of the last two weeks talking about Mass Effect. Yep. You can, uh, you can go talk about, uh, about WoW. WoW. Okay, so WoW Shadowlands, uh, patch 9.1, as I mentioned during the last two weeks, is finally live. Uh, what does the patch bring? Uh, it extends the main Covenant campaign through the Chains of Domination campaign. Uh, we get co- new Covenant assaults, which work very similarly to the Legion assaults and the uh, Old God assaults. Um, you get a new zone in the Maw, Corthius, the City of Secrets. Uh, Corthia, not Corthius. Um, new faction, Death Advance, you get that through the Corthia storyline. There are 45 new amounts available in this patch. It's fucking insane. Um, as well as a new system for Torghast, uh, which includes getting rid of the Terragru, thank fuck, um, and the new point-based system, which will unlock new levels, give you new customization items, such as armor pieces, weapons, um, and a crap ton of stuff through Torghast. Seriously, the Torghast changes really fucking good. Good job. Now, the the, the Terragru change actually has a lore reason, doesn't it? It does. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, That's all. Everything I just mentioned is available this week. Live, right now. Coming next week uh, and weeks following, you will unlock Shadowlands Flying. You need 44 Renown to do that. So, if you hadn't hit 40 by the time the patch came out, the catch-up mechanic is still running in the background to get you up to the current cap. So play play the game, essentially, and you get Renown. That's pretty much fucking it. I Doesn't matter got, what content you like, I got, like, 15 Renown in, like, three hours, like, two or three hours. Yes. It is like, insane. Yeah. Um, my, my, priest. yeah. my paladin hit cap about maybe eight, seven, eight, week, seven, eight weeks ago. I was renowned in a, I was renowned for in a week. Like it's really not hard, um, and that's just casual play because I was leveling in TBC at that time. Yep. Um. Uh. So flying will come out. You need forty four to get that. Uh. I think the new renown cap is eighty. I want to say something like that. You'll get Unboxing. two every week minimum as long as you're doing uh your Corthia stuff as well as your honor your uh um souls and nope not the souls souls doesn't get it anymore. It's the other one. Okay. Uh, I have no idea. I haven't played yet. No! The Anima one doesn't give it anymore. The Anima one doesn't give it... So, your Anima quest weekly doesn't give uh, Renown anymore. The Soul quest still gives Renown, and the new Corthia weekly will give Renown. So, those, so your two options for Renown every week are the Corthia weekly and your Soul cr- uh, collection weekly in the mall. Um, okay. Sanctum of Domination. The new raid that's coming out, which ties into the Terragru... Guess who the first boss is? That's why. Yep, because the we're jailers, not gonna have to deal with that fucker. The jailers pulled the Terragru out of Torghast and put him smack dab in the middle of a raid. Correct. 
there's some really interesting raid bosses in this in this raid. I'm not going to go through them all. The only one I wanted to mention is the Terror Group because that really ties into why he's gone in Torghast. Um, but there is some really really interesting uh, stuff with this new patch and this new raid. Going to be a fucking shit show, guys. I'm very excited for it. Um, Shadowlands season two also kicks off for PvP and PVE, so we'll get the new effects, the new the new seasonal effects um, coming in for Mythic Pluses, as well as the gear scaling. Uh, so, wha- if, um, real quick, if I get the show edited within the next day or so, you will still have a couple of days to finish up your KSM and your arena stuff before the season switches over. Because it's still available, KSM and everything is still available currently until the new season goes live. I believe that is correct. It is correct. I double-checked in on it yesterday because my buddy was asking about it. Uh, okay. But my friend that plays well was asking about it. So you should still be able to receive your key at KSM and your arena stuff until the new season launches. It looks like they're not giving us a down week. They, Which is weird. Like they this have, is the first time yeah. we've done that. Yeah, so it looks like it will be bumped up. The season will be bumping up right against the very end of reward period. So, um, so uh, next week we will only have, when it comes to the raid. By the way, we'll only have access to normal and heroic difficulties. Mythic will launch the week after, and the raid the raid finder tiers will start to launch after that as well. Um, but yeah, so the PvP and the PVE uh, season will kick off, and we will also get access to the new Mythic. Only dungeon, the mega dungeon, Hazavesh, the Veiled Market. Um, which very excited because there's going to be a lot of information about the brokers. It's going to I'm be fun. really looking forward to you doing that so I can hear stuff about it. Yay. I um, got a buddy who I will make drag me through Tazavesh so I can get on the storyline. There is a lot in this patch. There's a lot. Yep. Um, I don't know if it was entirely worth the wait just in general because it was so fucking long, but I'm happy with it. It's here and what's here. Blizzard, please don't do this again. Hundred percent not worth the wait. No, it wasn't. You, the okay, only no, thing, fair. the only thing we can hope for is that Blizzard they use the well, is that they use the extended time between these patches to get the ball rolling and started and in the in the trenches. For nine two and maybe a nine three, I doubt we're going to get a nine three. I think I think Shadowlands is going to. I think they're going to cut nine three. I think they're going to have to. I think nine two is going to be the wrap up for the Shadowlands storyline, and then we will get probably six months between six to ten months between Shadowlands and our next expansion, which is not great. No, it's not. Um, That's my guess. That's honestly my guess at this point. Shadowlands had the potential to be a stupidly good expansion um, because of the delay and I understand COVID, I understand it, I understand you can only blame some, you can only blame it so much on COVID, but I understand No, but it is it is still a valid thing like, you It know, is like, valid, it yeah. is valid but there are other companies that have been bringing out content and not delaying by four months Final Fantasy has brought out Two patches, and only delayed one of them by a month. I mean, I hate to say this, but look at Cyberpunk. Over the course of 2020, Cyberpunk went from an unplayable mess to a acceptably playable mess, according to Kevin. Like Kevin was talking about, like the last set yeah. of patches and things. Like it's gotten the game to a good point. 
like um, you can only blame COVID so much when other companies are bringing out patches and content. Mm-hmm. You, so. you, 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 it, it's, it's, it's not fair to say that. Oh well, you all should have been running on all cylinders, but at the same time, it's also not fair to blame COVID for everything. Because when other companies can do the same thing and only delay by about a month, or you know, only like pull small bits out out of the patches to get it out, it's it's not. Yeah. At, like, some, at some point, I, you've got to blame Blizzard. Like I can I can accept that Bungie had trouble. With generating content for the last season and this current season for Destiny Two, I can accept that because they are an independent studio at this point. They are not. Yeah, the they, they, they have literally just became an independent studio, so it's like yeah, they're, they're an independent I studio. I can understand why there's. I can understand why there's like there's almost no voice acting. There's very there there is voice acting, but it is not as much as compared to prior seasons. Um, there are some characters that are completely cut out of the season because their actor wasn't available, their VA wasn't available uh, at all during the COVID, during COVID periods. I understand that. I get it. It's fine. But at the same time, like, that's a, that's a smaller, more independent studio versus the behemoth that is Activision Blizzard. It is why I compare to Final Fantasy. When yep. 14 can bring out two major content patches during COVID and only delay one of them by a month. It's disingenuous to say that uh, they could have done, they couldn't have done better. And I'm not saying anybody's saying that. I'm just saying because there, there are not. people that there are people that defend them that way. There are people yeah. that defend that, that 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 come to Blizzard's defense because of that. And I think that's a horseshit. I think that's a horseshit statement. And I think that it's disingenuous to even suggest that they could not continue development uh, with at least some manner of something. Because this is, and I mean, LB mentioned in chat that this is almost as long as a wait as BFA to 8.2 was. Sure. Which, that was a pretty hefty chunk of time there. Um, the... Uh, you, can, you can blame COVID... That's fine, but you can only blame it so much. It take take some onus that you, that that you could have done better. That's all. Yeah, don't don't shift the blame. You gotta you gotta accept some blame. Sometimes. <clears throat> uh, mismanagement is a thing, and poorly allocating resources is also a thing. So, uh, beside the point. Let's get off of WoW. Um, One more thing for WoW. Go ahead. Um, the World First race will kick off uh, in little, little under nine days. Little, sorry, a little under ten days, um, as of time of recording. Uh, that's for Sanctum of Domination. The big hitters, as are always, you're looking at Complexity Limit from Illidan US, uh, Echoes from Tyramel EU, uh, Pieces from EU Stormscale. What do we think? Where, where are we thinking? Uh, let's say it's gonna be US again. Okay, so Echo is Echo the one that formed out of former method. They're they're okay. they're the former, former method. They're, they're the method players that broke away and said fuck fuck you guys and made their own guild. Okay. Is method in the is method even in the race? 
Method is in the t- Method was top five last year. Right. Uh, so so top five, which, given they were regrouping, still decent. They did lose their entire roster. They have built their roster up from grout, from zero, yep. from nothing. Um, so the top five from last year were Complexity Limit getting the world first. Echo got two. Pieces got three. Uh, Fat Shark, yes, from EU Kazakh got four. And Method on Twisting Nether, uh, EU got five. I'm sorry, what? Uh, Fat Shark, yes, oh uh, was number God. four. I did not think you said shark. I thought you said something. You thought else. I said shark. Yes. That's why I was like, I'm sorry, what? No, no. With a K. K. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck name is that? <laughs> um, Fat Shark, yes, uh, got world fourth uh, for, uh, oh for Denathrius. <laughs> and it wasn't really that tight of a race, if I remember correctly. It, uh, for one and two, it was. It was, I think. It's it's the it's it's the thing that the Europeans always do when the US get the kill. Oh, it was the fact they had a day ahead of us. Yeah. But yeah. then and when Europe when Europe dead. always wins, when Europe always wins. It's pure skill. It's pure it's skill. Pure Nothing skill. else. Yeah, yeah. As a European as a European, it pisses me off to no end that people do that because yeah. they won valid they won fair and square. I do think that all servers should reset and connect mm-hmm. at the same time, regardless. I think, how, I think how Destiny does it, and this is this is just me talking out of my ass here, I think Destiny has a launch point that is not strictly tied to the patch, A, and it is a global launch, because it is a global game. There are not separate servers for Destiny, so they have the a thing, global launch for, for contest time, for contest mode. The thing is, Final Fantasy does have separate regional servers, but they have global launch systems. Yep. Um, and the uh, the US, the U, the US, the EU, and the Japanese servers all go down at the same time. They all come up at the same time. Yep. I think doing something like a contest mode with how Destiny does it, which you know maybe don't have it like set up how Destiny does, which it locks you to a maximum cap <clears throat> for the content. So you can be over geared for the content, but your gear is scale capped to a certain point. So when you go into a raid in Destiny on launch day uh, or during contest period, you can only go up to the maximum that they are going to allow you to go up to. You can't, like, way over gear the content. Well, at that point, skill is the only important thing. Yeah, at that point, skill, because everybody comes up at the exact same time. Every, every, every clan gets an equal chance to go into the raid at the exact same time. Granted, yes, you may have to adjust your your sleeping schedule slightly if you're if you're shooting for day one clear, but or or, or even being in contest mode. But yeah, Final Fantasy actually does a very similar system to WoW. It's just all the servers come up at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's literally all it is. The server, mm-hmm. like, it's the same system. Like you you have eye levels that you want to hit. You have stats that you want to hit before you really kind of jump into this shit, or or you're kind of trying to rush it for world first uh, but at the same time the server just come up at the same time so everyone has access to it at the same time that's it yep. that's all it is yeah and, i think it's it a works. simple change and people have bitching about that for over a decade oh, people, have been, people have been complaining about that since like wrath mate yeah. even longer so yeah it's 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 dumb that blizzard has not implemented anything like that up to this point which is just the dumbest shit but you know whatever it's blizzard they do dumb shit all the time Accurate. We love our Blizzard peoples, but uh, yeah, fuck Blizzard as a company. 
We love, yeah, the people we know at Blizzard, we love you. You're fantastic. You're brilliant. But your company can be garbage. Yep. But yes, so uh, Sanctum Domination will be uh, July 13th uh, for, I believe that's US, correct? US and then 14th for EU and then 15th for Asia. Yep. So that will be coming up uh, soon. A little bit under 10 days for going live on that. So get ready. Oh, echo, for the mythic, dude. for the mythic, that is for the mythic world first race. Like normal will be up next week on reset. So, echo, echo, echo. That's what you're rooting for. Oh yeah, uh, I would love to see complexity limit uh, get the uh, get the second in a row. That's I mean third in a row. Third in a row. Yeah, sorry, that's right. They, they got Nyalotha. They did Nyalotha first. Yeah, I would love to see them hit three in a row and just just fucking give Europe. It just. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. This is why this is the thing is that I will say I do like I I'm ne- I, I'm never gonna be happy about the region locks. I'm never gonna be fucking happy about the region lock. Um I love I do love the EU versus US that always happens at, at, at the start of a tier. Every fucking tier. I just it's want- always the major US guild versus the major EU EU guild. It's always the same. Well, it always has been. It's just the players have changed over the years. Yeah, and yeah, not even just the players. The guilds themselves have changed. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, but I, when I say the players, I mean the guilds, not the actual. Oh, okay. Like yeah. individual players. Yeah, it, it's just like ah, uh, yeah. I I just I just because for so long Europe was such a dominant force, and they um, just were just so shitty about it the whole time. From Burning Crusade all the way through to, I want to say, Nihilotha. With the exception of one kill and I want to say Cataclysm. It was EU dominance. Yeah, and they were so shitty about it the whole time. It's just like, oh, y'all got a head start and we still got ahead of you. Haha, <laughs> North America sucks. Fucking choke on a bag of dicks while falling down a dick tree and hitting every dick on the way down. You okay there, Chris? That was great. I loved that. That was great. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, that was Europe's general, that was the EU, that was Europe's region, that was their their whole general belief and way of going about things. I'm not even going to argue, because I did, I said that to you, well, not that exactly, but I've said this to you before. I've said something along those lines to you before. Yep. But yeah, so it's like, I, I, I like to see the North American guilds you know, coming back into their own. I mean, it's it's been a long time since Death and Taxes, so... Oh, do you remember when Blood wow, Legion was... Wow, I US haven't code? thought of them in a long time! I think, uh, Death and Taxes was, was an NA guild, right? I think so, yeah. I want to say Death and Taxes was an NA guild. I want to actually go double-check that while we're recording. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I really just want to see so some got, competition. There is, there is a comprehensive world first list. Yep, um, they were that U.S. created. Um, okay. The so let's see, uh, classic U.S. Uh, for next year, U.S. for Molten Core, uh, U.S. for Blackwing Lair, U- EU Nihilum for Temple of Ankaraj, Nihilum for Nath. Only for Sithun. Only for Sithun. That's what matters, though. That's what matters, though. Yeah, that's true. The last boss is what matters. The last boss is what matters. 
Um, Nylum for Nax as well, and okay. then Burning Crusade. It's EU, 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 EU. Okay, so it was classic where the shift See, really it's happened. The, it's the it's the end of classic where Nylum starts dominating everything because then it's mm-hmm. Nylum like right through to, and then so. you and then you go to Ulduar. And you've got a Taiwanese guild, Stars, for Ulduar's, for mm, Stars, which is the uh, Kore- Chinese or Korean? I can't remember. Uh, Taiwanese on this. Taiwanese, that's right. Yeah. Um, and they got the first Yogsar on No Lights kill. And then it's yep. back to EU, back to EU. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one, did anyone really care about Halion? Does he count? Well, not US really. US got it. US but, got Halion. But the thing is, the, the, you also have paragon. to remember that back in, back going even going back to Wrath, and mostly BC, they still counted world first by boss kill a lot of the time. It, so, like, the actual bosses going down was how a lot of the world first stuff was processed. But yes, like, world first clears. Yes, EU had a very strong dominance through a well, lot of it. Remember when I was talking about the Dragon Soul one? Mm-hmm. That was the really weird one, and the one that was that looked like it was going to be US dominant? Um, mm-hmm. Because Blood Legion got everything up to Altaxian. Mm-hmm. Odka got Blackthorn. And then out of fucking nowhere, Kin Raiders from Korea got Spine and Madness. Yep. Out of fucking nowhere, they showed up. And I will tell you right now, that is the reason I love keeping up with Destiny raids. Because... It is there are a lot of a lot of those destiny raids, like just a fucking foursome of nobodies just shows up in the middle of the raid and they're just like, Oh hey, we figured out the mechanic. Oh hey, we're world first. Shit. Alright, awesome. <laughs> you, then you jump to Mesa Pandaria and it's just Blood Legion versus Method the whole fucking way. Yeah. Yep. It's just Blood Legion versus Method. Method got all of them except Except Heart of Fear. Blood Legion cleared Heart of Fear before Method did. Yeah, and then same thing through Warlords of Draenor. It's it's it's, it's interesting to look back at. Yeah. Oh, they've updated the, they've updated this list for everything, including Legion and BFA. Oh wow. Yeah. Method. Method, Exorcist, Method. You can start oh, see when, when you can start see when limit starts to really come into play. Yeah, they really start showing up early in BFA. They'll dear they're like on the ball. They'll desire lore, they really could have took it. Late mm-hmm. Legion, one of the late Legion ones, they got all the first except for the last boss. Complex if you look at Castle Nathria, complexity limit just ro- rolled through that place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they just rolled through it. And same with Nyalotha. They just fucking rolled. Um quick point. Um Exorcist Raid Tools, one of the add-ons for WoW. Obviously, Exorcist is retired from raiding now, they're not a thing. Yes. Method has taken over. It is now Method Raid Tools. So if you did use if you're a raid leader and you did use Exorcist, or Exorcist is no longer a thing, Method has taken over just Go to your go to your add-on uh, third-party program, whichever one you use, and look for method. Oh, is this one monetized also? No, it's not. It's free. Hopefully, it stays that way. Otherwise, <laughs> I will stop using it. Go use a GitHub fork like everybody else did. Fucking <clears throat> piece of shit. Case, yeah. Monetizing me- method dungeon tools. Sons of bitches. 
<sighs> I get out of WoW for a minute. They monetized the shit out of it. You had oh, to pay wow. for it to use it. It was a it was a reasonable style subscription, but it was a first for a lot of people for something that had been free previously. And then, and then they pulled it because no one <clears throat> no one was paying for it. Yep. But guess what? The internet finds a way, and there were a shitload of GitHub forks because their their source was open. But yeah, it doesn't. So, it, they 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 took away the monetization. They they were yeah. they were logical eventually. Um, in other news in the Blizzard sphere, um, we have gotten a kind of, not a deep, deep dive, but a, uh, quarterly update from the D4 team, uh, pertaining to character customization. It looks pretty. It looks they good. look very pretty. Um, it's, uh, you know, all the classes have access to all three gender, uh, both genders, uh, that are currently displayed i don't know like wording hard much with 2021 um there are you have an option to be both male or female in in diablo 4 for each class that's what i was trying to get at there each class has a uh, male and female option to choose there are some various customization options hair colors things like that that are going to be available so it'll be interesting to see how the character customization evolves as the game continues as Male barbarians are. have visible nipples. Yes, they do. <gasps> the horror! It's like you never zoomed in on Andariel in Diablo 2. <laughs> that's, that's the pertinent question. Um, it's like you never zoomed in on Andariel during Diablo 2 or the succubi in Diablo 1. Uh, Would you get in trouble on Twitch for streaming that? I don't believe so. I, I think the rule was because Witcher had some nudity too. As long as you were streaming it and just going through it as play, it's allowed. But like if you keep going back to the brothel over and over again just to play the brothel over and over again, then it's a problem. Yes. Okay, but he's gonna have male visible nipples through the whole playthrough he's, of Barbarian. He's going he he he's being pedantic about the visible nipples policy with Twitch. <clears throat> the nipple. Hashtag free the nipple, yes. Um, season 23 will be ending uh, on July 18th for Diablo 3, uh, which that means we're going to be seeing season 24, which is going to be the ethereal season, which we talked about uh, a couple of weeks back. Um, <clears throat> Neth has a confused look on her face. She doesn't know that uh, 21 weapons from Diablo Past are coming back to Diablo 3 for season 24 with unique uh, effects. Uh, each of them will have a class. Each their Three weapons per class, I think it is. Uh, each weapon will have a specific weapon uh, effect attached to it, and will have a class passive attached to it, randomly rolled. Cool. You guys must have talked about this one of the weeks that I wasn't around. I think it was I episode. I think it was forty-five or forty-six when you were here. When you had this suddenly. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, that will be the new season. Uh, it's gonna be like having a Kanai's Cube, kind of. Um, bonus Kanai's Cube. Yes. So, next Hearthstone expansion has been announced. It is United in Stormwind. Grab your wallets, boys and girls, because the strongest card is, as always, your credit card. Woo! Credit cards! 
Uh, it's bringing some new mechanics. Uh, it's bringing a mounts, mounts and uh, trading. And it will also be giving Shadow Priest after seven years access to Shadow Spells, because with the last expansion, Fortune of Barons, spells now have an, if a, an innate element tied to them. So if yeah, you make I'm... your deck up of Shadow cards uh, as a priest, you will ha- be able to become a Shadow Priest if you have a specific legendary slotted within your deck. Well, that makes sense. Yep. Will you um, just I'm... start as a Shadow Priest? Yes. That's actually kind of cool. It's about yeah. fucking time. Can we also get elemental shamans, like or enhancement shamans? Can we? Shadow Priest is the one they're focusing on for this, apparently. Can, can, can we get? Can we get like different subspecs? Can like we have bear druids and boomkins? If I cared, if I cared more about Hearthstone, maybe. If I was willing to shell out the money for it, uh maybe. <laughs> Your your love for Hearthstone was so deep, and it was just yes, it was, and then it they was fucked it over they, until they introduced that tavern pass and yeah. the monetization. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Um, Activision Blizzard has a summer sale going on through the eleventh. Yeah, I think a lot of WoW services a, and shit like that. A lot of Shadowlands like twenty five percent off. The, there's games on sale, there's cosmetics like mounts and pets and stuff on sale. There, there's a lot of stuff that is discounted. So if there's anything that you've been thinking of getting, go take a look. It's like there's a little bit of everything. Rolling yep. uh, way the hell down there. Um, so in other news from other developers, real quick, just a rapid fire. Uh, Season of the Splicer's story is finished, or is it? Um, Season of the Splicer um, has... The the, the main storyline is done, but it's not actually done. This is Bungie doing some misdirection. Uh, We have Season of the Solstice... uh, We have Solstice uh, coming up very shortly. I think it's actually the 6th, I think it starts. Uh, Solstice is an event that they do every year. Um, It's sort of like their summer festival. Um, it is basically the same Solstice event as previous seasons. Yay! Yay! The exact Aww. same place, the exact same things. Yay! We're hoping that they tie the season of the Splicer in with the Solstice <coughs> event somehow, because you know the story's not actually done. They haven't actually done anything really. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, in other news, Larian Studios, Handle from Hell. For Baldur's Gate 3, will be coming 7-8, uh, so that is July 8th, along with news and information about Patch 5, which is, from what we understand, is supposed to be mostly a systems patch, which will be sad if it's not a content patch, but regardless, getting some new, uh, getting some newer information on systems, and maybe making it so I don't see Sha- uh, Shadow Hearts Vajania and her butt uh randomly would be nice that was the weirdest bug i've ever seen I'm it was what so he was so in, the underdark, was just in the underdark playing and then suddenly half of them just went naked everybody's, everybody's clothes disappeared everybody's clothes disappeared so it wasn't like everybody has like a nude mesh no it's like where the armor normally sits doesn't exist it's clear it's transparent Except Shadowheart. Except Shadowheart's except Shadowheart from the waist down. You saw so, her full on vagine and her no, full on asshole. Actually, so she's she's a Barbie doll. 
She's a Barbie. Chris is going way too far. She Barbie. She's she's full Barbie down there. But yeah, so she's full Barbie down there. But it it is very yeah. So yeah, it was the weirdest thing that Shadowheart has like a even a texture mesh from the waist down when she is normally wearing armor. A Barbie taco. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So it was weird. It was really weird. I think that actually is related to the armor set I have on her, though. Because I have the gift half plate on her, and right. the gift half plate doesn't have, like, Wait. It, 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 you ass on the gift half plate. I think that's why her model put, was different than the other ones. You put gift Yankee half plate on the woman that hates gift Yankee? Yes, I did. Because You're it's the best brilliant, medium armor. Brilliant person. It's the best medium <laughs> armor in the game. <laughs> Let's throw uh, the Gift Yankee half plate on the woman who despises Gift Yankee. Yep. So yeah, I put the Gift half plate on her, and the Gift half plate actually shows me like Sebastian cheek. I think that's why she had a finished bottom model mm-hmm. versus the other characters. There was some shit in there that did not look right, though. I um, think spoilers. I'm pretty certain there are possible spoilers uh, contained within that. So. Um, that was cool. I know some shit that's going on that may be going on in the future, so. Yeah, well, we both do, because I saw it. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we'll be getting some information about Patch 5 for Baldur's Gate 3, uh, in five days. Which, uh, uh, Patch 5, sorry, Patch 5 in five days. We're pretty confident they're not uh, announcing new classes. Um, not at all, no. What do we want? What's the next class we want, you want to see? So, as I was playing, I noticed that there's a book dedicated to Oathbreakers in the game that you can, that it's, it's a readable book that's uh, information about Oathbreakers. You think so, we're getting Oathbreakers as a subclass? I think we might get Paladins with Oathbreakers as a subclass. What would the other subclass be? Um, I think we'll get Paladin with Oathbreaker, and we'll probably get Paladin with, we'll probably get like Command or War. Okay. I think we'll get like uh um uh what is it revenge and conquering. I think we'll get those as like potential subclasses for them. Okay. Um I Because we don't uh, have a really dedicated tank class in the game. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. Um I want to do it, but the subclasses that picked for it doesn't really work. Yeah, because it's what it's domain of life. Uh, and... You get trickery in life. Yeah, for clerics, yeah, which are not really conducive. Even though fucking, I will tell you right now, Shadowheart is a fucking monster because she's at 19 AC. Yeah, and, she is beefy. Yeah, she, I can, you, with the gift half plate and some of the magic items you can pick up, she gets up to uh, 19 AC. Um, I want to I see Monk. Yeah, I know you really want to see Monk. I think we're going to either get Paladin, Monk, or Sorcerer. I it was as Sun Soul in the base player's handbook, or was that mm-hmm. was that one of the oh, other books? Sun Soul, I think, is an extension. Okay, because Sun Soul is one of the. So my favorite one is not going to be available because it's it's a critical role one. The Cobalt Soul Monk is really fun to play. Um, so that's not going to be in the game. But I really want to play Sun Soul, and but it's it's probably not going to be in it because I know they're, they're they're at least. For launch, their plan is to have the entirety of the player handbook classes, just the player handbook. Yeah, which that is a fucking feat, man. 
Yeah, Sun Soul is from Xanathar's and Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide. I don't know. I thought it was. So why is that in the base for monks? Because uh, there are three. You have Shadow, Open Hand, and Four Elements for base. <sighs> open Hand is fun. Open Hand is fun. Open Hand's not bad, no. Um, but yeah, you've got yeah Sun Soul and Mercy, Long Death, Kensei. Have you ever run Drunken Master? I have not. Oh my god, it's so fun. Drunken Master is such a fun subclass. But yeah, so uh, we're, we're, we're going to see some more stuff about BG3. Uh, we'll talk more about it on the next show. Definitely, 100%. Yes, because that's what we love. Uh, summer Sale on Steam is currently active until the 7th, so you've got... Uh, till the eighth, sorry. So you have five days to uh, spend money and be a capitalist. I've spent money, but that's all I'm going to spend. I have. I've got two other games that are on my list that I'm not sure if I want to spend the money for. But I, no, no, I'm, I, I, I'm done. I, I've I've spent my gaming budget this month. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I still have plenty of extra money left over in my enter- my personal entertainment budget, so. I'm trying to decide if I want to spend another 50 bucks, but I don't know if I will or not. So, yeah. Um, anybody else have anything gaming, like rapid fire news they want to drop out? Nope. Okay. So, nope. one of the things that I have been trying to get as a topic talked about on this show for a little while has been decision paralysis. Um, if you don't know what decision paralysis is, it's, it's when you are trying, it's when you're presented with a choice and you can't make a choice. Basically. That's the long and the short of it. Um, it is something that I've faced a lot in games. Uh, and it's something that I know that kind of sparked this was Chris in his playthrough of Mass Effect 3. Especially a specific choice in Mass Effect 3 that yeah. you and LB judged me for. No way yes. that I sat on that screen for about 10 minutes deciding. We So watching him play Mass Effect 1 was funny because he just like rapid fire made choices. He it's like is the blue choice I'm taking the blue choice. No, it wasn't the blue. I took so I took red choices. I, know, I took red, he, red again choices. He was very rapid fire in his choices made. Yeah. He there was not a lot of like thinking and consideration put into them. And as he as he started dribbling into Mass Effect 2, he started going like oh quick on mo- I've been pretty quick on most of my Mass Effect 1 choices too. There's only been one or two that I've kind of gone well, as, okay, as he's dribbled into way. as he dribbled into two, he started like stopping and thinking about the consequences of his actions a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yep, because I realized going in from one to two, oh shit, my my decisions my decisions affect other people. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and as he rolled into three, there were there were several sequences in three where he was just like stopped. He was just like, okay, how's this gonna affect? How's this gonna affect this one race? How is this going to affect my crew? How is this going to affect everything? Mm-hmm. Like so, there was literally a decision where it was, how is this going to affect the galaxy? Yeah. So oh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of talk in video games about narrative and things like that, but sometimes you don't really hear a lot sometimes about the decisions that you've been prompted with. I mean, there are a lot of people that talk about decisions and and how they affect storytelling and things of that nature. I wanted to talk to you two today about your experiences with decision paralysis and how a decision in a game affects 
your a your perception of the rest of the game or b how the game type itself like the the genre of game affects the choices you make within a game um well i want to just very quickly point out that one some of the, the okay again no spoilers for net but decisions that i made in two based around one specific character um the outcome of things in three based on additional decisions I was crying like a baby by the end of that story arc. No, so the I'm option ugly cry. You're gonna no. ugly cry if you uh, depending no! on what you do. <laughs> Damn it! So with Chris specifically, <laughs> so I know that those kind of choices really affected the outcome that I that I saw on you at the end of three. Is that a normal thing for you? Do you invest heavily in your character? 100%. I do. I do. Yes. 100%. I know yeah. Neth does. I know Neth 100% fucking invests in her character. So, yeah. when, it, when it comes to Mass Effect, because that's where this all really started from. When it comes to Mass Effect, because the character and the characters go from game to game to game, and it's the same character, the same decisions, the same consequences, the same everything that is built around this one universe and this one character, you build that kind of attachment. I have played, I, there was 80 plus hours of this one character. Yeah. 80 plus hours of this one crew, this one ship. You build those kind of affections and attachments. Um, I am one of those people that I... You'll know I've built this attachment because 16 years ago I made a night elf hunter and I got an Adramus night saber. His name is Jaws. I still have that pet. I you still, still use that pet. pet. I still have my first pet. <laughs> I 100% I still have my first pet. <laughs> I don't use Jaws as my main pet, but I always have the two pet talent and I always have Jaws as my secondary pet. Well, Jaws is getting <laughs> up there. You might want to consider it. Uh, quality of life uh, kind of situation there. At he's 16 little, years. You, then, he's a little as the only person I know that has their first pet. Everybody he's else a is little, like, well, I used to have that. He's a little night saver, and I love him. Yep. Ah, that's hilarious. So you, your decisions you make in games are not genre specific, clearly. Because this is WoW is not a game that's very heavily reliant on storyline and decision. No, the only time that they did that was during BFA for the Sylvanas uh, storyline, and even then, it was it didn't really change much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I I grow attached to characters that I put a lot of time and effort into. You do. Um. That. Even not even built around the story, but that I really enjoy um i i'm an rp you know that mm-hmm. i love rp where i have multiple characters on rp servers that i've been in guilds and done rp events with and you build attachments to them my first rp character was a dranai paladin named uh oh what was her name it's been so fucking long it was like cataclysm I think the backstory was she was a survivor from the culling of Scatrath. And it spent... Oh, what was it? I think there was amnesia involved. 
She didn't remember a lot about all as of always. it. As always. As always. There's always amnesia. Um, and she was kind of learning her, learning, learning the ways of Azeroth and the people around her, and it was, so, it was really fun. So you you engage in storylines, and that you've clearly stated so far that you engage in storylines as well. That's something that's big. It's a big deal for you. You both are like that. So yeah. the question then comes to in games where it actually gives you some agency. How bad does the decision process get? You've witnessed my decision for us. Um, I have. Yeah, do, 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 do you, you, you form these attachments. Have you ever just sat at a, at a dialogue tree for 15 minutes going, fuck, fuck, I, fuck. I have gotten to, yeah, I 100% have. And either because I know what one I have to take and I really don't want to, or because I'm like, I don't like either of these choices and I feel like I'm being pigeonholed. And I'm like, I want secret option three because this is a viable option. Why isn't this an option? So, and so I'll get frustrated sometimes with that. But yeah, like, oh, I, I 100% have had times where I've like literally like put like a lot, a lot of the stuff that I have that have this, has decisions in the console. So I'll put the controller down. I've, I've walked away. Like and just been like, I'm gonna do something else for it. Well, I think about this. So that touches actually really heavily on something that I did want to talk about with you all, which is: Do you feel like in these story-driven games where you become attached to these characters, do you feel that the writing itself is what's dragging you into these attachments, or do you feel like it's a situation of? Uh, uh, emergent gameplay, where you have built the attachment to the character versus the story that you've been presented. Both. I think it's a combination, it's a combo, yeah. yeah. I, I think sp- specifically for Mass Effect, at least going through this, it's 100% a combination. The story... Yeah, like it, go, some go, of go. it's the story and some of it's the amount of time that you're spending with that character, and the longer the time that you're spending with the character. Like, because like some of like, you know, like some of the Assassin's Creed ones that I've played, because there's some that have choices, and you know like if it's one of the shorter games i don't get as attached but some of the longer ones like i have fucking ugly cried over decisions that i've had to make and been like okay i I, like i've taken like breaks from the game where like i'm not going to touch you for two weeks because you just made me do that like the decision in mass effect the the outcome of mass effect 2 where i ended up crying i had i I literally just said i need a minute and i was i was crying and i moved my mic away and just cried for a minute and just came back and and, and i I told elby to go fuck himself (laughs) and then thank you (laughs) so so in that regard you're telling me that there also is which is clearly emerging gameplay is a thing for you chris and uh, based on what you've said so far neth clearly it's a thing for you as well um where in that the story might not be as important so how do you feel when you do get those totally dissonant moments that do put you into that sort of decision paralysis like neth was talking about like there's a complete tonal dissonance in the options like, given to you i would like to very quickly say it's the story is very important because this is Mass Effect 1 stuff, so Neth is more than like... I'm assuming you've spoken to all your crew after each mission. Um, Not after every mission. Oh my god, no. <laughs> oh, okay. You've, missed, you've probably missed a lot. Um, you've missed a lot. Then. Okay. You've missed a lot. Um, this, 
like even just looking at the two human characters in Mass Effect One. Oh, fuck Ashley. I... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, Ashley. Everybody needs to. Everybody needs to play both of you. I'm challenging both of you at this point. So Neff, when you I don't finish, like her. when you I will finish the Mass Effect One and choose Ashley. And, yeah, Chris, I want you to go ahead and give Ashley a chance and give a playthrough of one and two, and I think she does have some stuff in three as well. She does. But give her, give her a chance. Like, see, like, just Neff, give her a chance. Like, people, I people so, are complex, I, and, I, and the story, I, 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 characters involved. Species is, I don't like her. I will she's, replay it. I will replay it, and I know that Ashley for male ship is a possible romance option. I will even yeah. romance her for you. Okay. You don't have to. I'm just saying, like, give because the thing I will is, give her a chance. The thing is, you are, you are, yeah. Okay, so LB's saying you can catch up on the conversations between assignments. So, Neth, you might want to go ahead and get on that. Yeah. Um, um, so what I was, what I was going to say though is that this, the conversation is between for for the characters and the dialogue is so well written that I for Caden so quickly with his backstory and the way that he his life has went and the conversations with Ashley I grew a hatred to her very quickly because space racist um so which is a title that you claimed afterwards okay okay I I disagree with that but that's on you okay <laughs> I disagree with that you can put that on me but that Wait till three. Don't, don't worry about it, Neff. Don't worry. about Wait it, till Neff. three. Um, but the this the the dialogue is so well written. Um, at least in the fact, no, not even just the early games, through all the games, um, that it kind of not forces you to have an attachment, but strongly encourages it to you to have oh. attachment and feelings towards these characters, whether they're strong, positive, strong, negative, or I don't trust you. So the the question was about tonal dissonance, though, in the writing versus the emergent gameplay that you both engage in. Because <coughs> Neth was just mentioning how she didn't like any of the options presented to her yeah, in a dialogue tree. How does that break you out of the immersion and give you this sort of decision paralysis? Because this is not how your character would react to this thing. How does that break you out of the immersion that you've developed, uh, the attachment you've developed, and just create this sort of decision paralysis around this isn't how I want this game to go? How does that, how does that break you of that game? Uh, in, in all honesty, the times when I've had those, like, the, like, the really dissonant choices where it's like, like, they're presenting me with A and B, and in my head I'm going, but, but C is clearly the option, and where is option C? Because this is what I would do, and this is why it would work, and this is... And I can see how it would work in my head, and I don't have that as a choice, and it's making me choose A or B, and I hate both of these choices for whatever reason. Or I just really dislike one, and I don't, you know, like, whatever. I I literally, um, the times that I've hit those points where I'm, like, really dissonant to what you're making me do, I usually end up having to take a break from the game. Because it pulls me out of the game so badly that I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to play this for a while. Like, I, I need to, I need to, like, not for a bit. Because I'm mad at what you forced me into a decision on when the character that I have built in my head as my character 
would not make either of these choices based on every other choice that you've had me make before. Do you remember in one where I got real mad? No. Um, no mm-hmm. Not you. Oh. Um, oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. Um, there was a choice that wasn't there that I really wish was. Um, and it wasn't a case of I sat there deciding. It just wasn't there. There was it's just not an option until later on. You um, fucked up. Yeah, uh, I did, and I'm I, I that that is my only regret through the entire series. That one decision is my only regret through the entire series. Okay, when I finish one, you have to tell me what that was. Yeah, you'll you'll you'll, you'll figure it out soon enough. You'll figure it out. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I'm too far from being done. Yeah, you're that's not, what I'm saying. You're, that's that's why I'm about, saying you'll figure it out soon enough. You'll know. You'll know what pissed um, me off. So, but the thing is, it's well, perfect example of decision uh, dissonance. Does that the, the dissonance though? Total dissonance. Um, was <laughs> num- green, red, or blue? Yep, I didn't have access to green. I didn't even know green was a possibility. That's the only. That's the only reason that I wouldn't. I wasn't annoyed about it because I didn't know green was a possibility. And then we told you about it. And then LB you told me about it, chat, and I was like, unless "Yeah." Unless I don't make your mistake. Huh? Uh, accurate, accurate. Unless she doesn't, if she doesn't make the mistake I made, she she won't know about it. Yep. Um. But no, if it wasn't for the fact that and you and I both agree, I would have went green. Oh, I, knew that, most... I knew that's where you were going to end up going at the end of the day, yeah. But it wasn't available to me. So, Which we all know is... It, the funniest part is that will not be the canon ending, and we know that. No, Red is going to be the canon ending. Oh yeah, almost guaranteed Red's going to be the canon ending. The, on, the, only, the only thing we don't know about for what's going to be the canon ending, is it going to be Red with all the resources, or Red with no resources? That's yep. the only thing we don't know. Yep. Um. So he is so confused. <laughs> she's more pissed off than anything else right now. Um. So <laughs> the 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 thing You're is, <laughs> does this decision process and this this sort of attachment and this emergent gameplay is that something that is uniquely RPG related to you, though, Chris? I would say. I would say the majority of the decision paralysis I've ever had is from RPGs, whether it be Baldur's Gate, Mass Effect, or even D&D. Decision paralysis is something that happens a lot in D&D. Yeah, but I can't think of a game that's not RPG that has decisions that you have to make that are game-affecting. Like, name something that's not an RPG-related game that has something that would lead to decision paralysis. I literally can't think Starcraft, of something that's... Do you... Starcraft, do you Zerg run the white base or do you Zerg run the blue I've base? I've never played Starcraft, so okay. Where, Which there, one there, are there... more beneficial? Yeah, um, then that's and that's that's exactly what I was going for here. Which is like there are other genres of games that generate decision paralysis that is not story related. Yes, um, uh, strategy related uh, decision paralysis is completely <laughs> a thing. Yep. So uh, in your RTSs, you have a choice. You know, you might be presented with an option that is the safer route 
but will likely not get you uh, a full clear of what you're looking to do. Or there is the slower burn route. But, you know, at the same time, your, other, your opponent is also making these decisions. So you have to you have to grandmaster chess your way through your series of decisions to figure out what's the best one. Dude, chess is like the perfect example of decision yeah. paralysis. Chess itself is strategy-driven decision paralysis. It's figuring out how many moves in advance that you can jump your opponent and how many of those different combinations you can keep in your brain at one point in time or another. Um, uh, RTSs, uh, sports games, football. Let's take a fo- let's take football simulator, football manager. What's one? Okay. Let's say the European football manager. Okay, because I actually know I, I'm one of my raiders works for them. <laughs> yeah, so European really? football manager. Yeah. I got, I got a free key. I got a free key every year. So, That's European cool. football manager. What trades do you make? Who's on the upswing? Who's on the downswing? Who do you Who do you allow off to do their international duties, and yep. who do you not? So decision paralysis is something that's baked into game design as a whole. Regardless, uh, Tetris. Let's go down really simplistic. Tetris. Do you stack for Pong? Tetris. Tetris. Pong is it's a little bit funnier, but Tetris. Do you stack for a tetromino? Do you stack your tetrominoes for a Tetris, or do you try to clear lines quickly? Tetris always. That's if you're going for points, yeah, Tetris is perfect. But maybe you're just trying to maybe you're doing an endurance run. Tetris always, always. Not always Tetris. That's not always the best choice. If you're trying to make sure that you're you're keeping your 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 pile in a manageable state, sometimes just building future lines up. Always. (laughs) Man, this is why you're not good at Tetris. Actually, I was exceptionally good at Tetris and Tetris always. Sometimes the better choice is to take the smaller option rather than the larger option. Chris? I, I agree. That I was agree. a sexual joke. I know it was, but I'm agreeing. It uh, wasn't a good joke. It was a great joke. Um, it was not good. It was a great joke. It was the best joke ever. It was huge. I, I don't... <laughs> 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 it went through an African ritual, did it? 100%. So, um, there are decisions that you have to make in every game, and I myself find myself in decision paralysis a lot of the time. Like, I, I play a lot of Slay the Spire and Monster Train, like deck building roguelikes. It's there's a lot of decisions you have to make in that game where you go, okay, this is an extra ten damage that I'm adding to my deck, but. I'm also adding a card to my deck, which means I'm increasing the variance and the chance that I'm going to not pull the card that I need at the right time. Or I need to go down this one route because this is a question mark route and it's not a guaranteed fight. I only have a 15% chance of engaging a fight here. I have five health. I don't know if I've got enough. I got to get to this next campfire. I got to get to this next rest site. Do I take this chance? Do I take this 15% chance? And I've had situations where I'm playing roguelikes or deck builders, and I'm just sitting there like, fuck. 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 Shit. Shit, 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 shit. That was the wrong choice. Bad choice, bad choice. I don't get that reaction unless it's like, unless I'm, unless it's character driven. I really don't. Like, I play games that have stuff like that, but I don't. 
It's the I don't I will get say right now. I driven games. I will say right now. I have had many situations where I've been playing League, and I know my decision to push a lane has fucked me, and it's my own fucking fault. But the problem is that how do you as a person get past the decision paralysis point? Because that that that's the problem. Is this the paralysis itself is the problem? Because you get to a point where you're sitting there and you go, you're running through every single option in your head, and you're just like, shit, what do I take? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? How do you get past that point? Take a break from the game. I don't take a break. I so okay. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna loosely and without spoilers talk about some because what there's there's three no, decisions. No more Mass Effect. You're killing but me. But it's recent no. and it's, it's recent and he's literally watched me go through these decisions and he, I can explain what was going through my head at the time. So it's it's it, there's context. No. Yes. Um, no. So there's there's about three decisions and that that I had major issues with. I think you know what all of them are. Pretty certain. I have a good in, idea of what they are. What in three? No, we're not telling you what game not it is. Telling you specific. We're being not very specific. vague we're being here on vague. purpose. On purpose. Um, because the, the because the context of what he's talking about doesn't matter. The actual content doesn't matter. I'm trying to figure out his thought process on this, like how he gets from point A to point B, and gets over that that giant hump in the middle between the two of them. That's no. what this is about. I'm trying to figure out. Okay, the, gonna, let's... Hold on. I'm going to go AFK for a minute because I have to do something. So you can spoilers because I won't listen to the, I don't listen to the show afterwards. So you can spoilers okay. for a minute and you'll see me come back on the camera. Okay? Okay. 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 So. Tali and the Geth. Yep. I knew that was going to be one of them. You knew that was going to be the one. Okay, yeah. so through the whole thought process, I had been so uh, we had done the stuff so, with Legion. I'm gonna tell you real quick. It was hilarious as fuck just watching your face just sort of fall as that whole sequence has started happening. Because you were like, "I this is the right choice. This is the right choice. This is right. it's just like, oh wait, this oh 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 no oh oh no oh 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 no." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so through. Through Mass Effect two, for Mass Effect one, I had spoken to Tally. I, the the Quarians were so fucking interesting. I, they were so unique. Uh, they were they were a race that I actually wanted to really learn more about. We got through to two. We met back up with Tally. We found all of, everything going with the flotilla, um, and then we met Legion, a Geth who actually wasn't crazy and trying to murder us. We found out that the heretics was Saren's heretics were a, a small sect of the Geth. The Geth were primarily peaceful. Um Fensive and then you go is the right way to go about that. Fair. Then you go into Mass Effect 3 and the Quarian fleet are assaulting the Geth to try and take their homeworld back, which Fair, you want your homeworld back. Maybe try diplomacy, but fair. Um, and then you have all the the storyline with Legion, and you're going into the Geth Collective, and you find out all this information about what actually happened back then, because they're literally a giant memory bank. They have the information there of what actually happened. It's not stories passed down through generation and generation that change. It's actual footage from the events. 
So you know the Quarians made the Geth, allowed them to become sentient, and then tried to shut them down. Through the decision to allow Legion, because I allowed Legion to upload. I allowed Legion to upload. R.I.P. Legion, you're one of the best characters in Mass Effect. I love you. Um, and That's a mod for that. Giggity. And the decision was pu- came in my head when I when I when the decision came. Uh, it was it it came down to they have been given sentience, they have been given identity, they are a collective, but they could become individuals and a society. The Quarians allowed that to happen and then decided no. They have they don't have that right to thrust sentience upon something and then take it away. Hmm. Um yeah. when they did that, I was hoping there was going to be logic and that they would decide let's try and be diplomatic. Passion Trump's my, logic. Some of my some of some of my choices didn't allow for that. But that was the hope. That is why I chose the upload, and that is why I told Legion to continue in the hope that they would stop. They didn't. And the Quarians were wiped out because of it. Mm-hmm. But I spent time on that tr- in my head. Right. The Geth haven't actually done much wrong here. They were trying to survive. They pushed them off the homeworld because they were trying to survive. After the Quarians gave them sentience and then tried to shut them down. So the Geth are the victims here. The Quarians are the victims and that they have been pushed off their homeworld, but through events that they caused. I just hope that their hubris and their their arrogance don't force them to make the wrong mis- the wrong decision here. I was wrong. Yep. And I was devastated that I was wrong. That last sequence. But I stand by my decision to allow the Geth to become a sentient individual society individualist society. I stand by that decision because my decision gave the Quarians a choice and they chose wrong. Mm-hmm. Does yep. that answer your question? Yes, it does. I'm gonna go ahead and tell Neff to go back on on, and uh, we'll uh, we'll cut that one. But um, so LB does bring up a very good point, though, in our chat, mm-hmm. where Sorry. he mentions decision paralysis as a real life effect, and I will tell yes. you right now, I this have happens too. to me all the fucking time, non fucking stop. Time. Non fucking stop. I will sit down and I have over 300 games on Steam, and there's probably another 70 or 80 spread across a couple of different platforms. But I will sit down and I will go, Well, I want to play this. No, I don't. And then you fire it up and you sit and you stare at it and you go, No, I don't really want to play it. No, this isn't what I wanted to do. No, this is not what I wanted to do at all. Before LB, before I started playing Mass Effect, that was literally what I was doing almost every night. Do Mm -hmm. I want to jump on Classic and do some stuff? Nah, do I want to jump on Retail? Nah. 
Do I want to play some Heroes? Uh, do I want to try do some Steam games? Uh. Yeah, and it's 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 um, it's a problem. It is life as decision paralysis. Mm-hmm. Life and gender, gender, life in general is decision paralysis. Beth, you got any contributions here? Sorry, I'm, I had to take. I know I'm muted because I'm I'm eating toast. I had um I had to take medication, but I have to have it with food, so I had mm-hmm. to make toast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like you're not wrong, and I, I do that all the time. Where I'll be like, I'm gonna go play this, and then I get on it, and I'm like, Fuck, what am I doing here? Eh, I, Run in circles for five minutes. I don't want to fly my yeah, and then I log out, and then it's like, what? I I want to play something. Do I want to mm-hmm. play? I don't know what I want to play. <laughs> yep. Do I want to play on the PC? Do I want to play on the console? Do I like what? Eh, what am I in the mood for? Like, eh. like I do that a lot, you know. <coughs> but yeah, like I. Chris isn't wrong, though. Life is, like, totally decision paralysis. <laughs> do you know anybody that doesn't have decision paralysis? Because I do. What, they just know what they want every time? They're just... They zero like... fucks given to any consideration. I know a few people like that. Yeah. My best friend, who I've talked their, their to you all about. choices aren't always the best. It's oh, not really? always the best, but they make a choice. They just yeah. do it. They just go. It's just like... my oh, my a choice. Buddy, choice. My, buddy, my buddy's motto basically in life is fucking send it just send do it. it just fucking send it that is his motto he does not consider the choices he makes he just does that seems dangerous it is and it's <laughs> crazy but it's like he's the kind of person that will just sit and make a decision he's just like yeah no that's alright sucks oh well next I'm not. I am an anxiety-ridden mess of nerves. Um, so, so there's definitely a personality difference that leads to decision paralysis. Like I, I analyze. I do a lot of analyzation. I have plans for plans. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I have. I have. There, there are plans that fall back to fall back to fall back to fall back to fall back. And if it goes that far, then you fucked up really badly. But there's still a plan in place, even if it's just huddle in a corner and cry. Sometimes uh, that's the best plan. Sometimes that's the only plan. Um, but that's that's the weird thing about it, because there are these personality differences. Like, and I hate to use like this Myers Briggs Type A Type B oh, Type don't C talk shit. About that bullshit. But it's like there are the the even if you're not using like Myers Briggs bullshit. Like there are you can you can break down broad personalities into a couple of categories. You know, there there are very broad categories that people can be pl- applied to. The type A personalities, like my buddy, he's a type A. He just fucking knows what he wants and he fucking does it. He doesn't give a shit. Fuck the consequences, just Fuck the consequences, yeah. it doesn't matter, I'll live forever. Mm-hmm. That is actually one of his mottos is that I'm going to live forever. Jesus. Yeah, he's um He's an intense person to deal with. He's a very intense person to deal with. Has anyone explained the concept of death to him yet? (laughs) 
oh, he doesn't give a shit. So he other he people die. Other, forever, but... other people die. He won't. Ah. That's his kind of thought process on things. And I am very much a... I have a single life to live, and I make really bad choices anyways, so let's be a little let's more cautious more. here. Let's be a little more cautious here. Which sometimes does lead me down the down the path of decision paralysis. I've I've caught myself at work having lost ten minutes, like staring at a wiring bundle, going, "How the fuck do I make this work?" Like the pre wires wrong, the box is in the wrong place. I have to drill through six cabinets to get to the other side. How do I make this work? And I've lost 10 minutes just sitting and standing there. And he's just comes up and he's just like, he pulls his drill out and just goes, put it through there. But that's not, it doesn't fucking matter. Just do it. Just send it. Okay. (laughs) When they complained, it was your fault. Yeah. When it doesn't, no one has complained. No one has. (laughs) Nobody has complained, and technically, our stuff doesn't have to meet code because we're low voltage. So we're not high volt. We're not. We're not one twenty or one ten. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) But yeah, it's like nobody's ever complained. Nobody's fucking complained. In fact, we've. I have had a complaint about something I've done before. He has never had a complaint. As far as I'm aware, except for his attitude, because he has a shitty attitude. He has a really shitty attitude. Um, I'm shocked. No, I know. Um, but I've gotten complaints about my installs before. Uh, and I'm just like, I, I, I did everything right. I, I, I double and triple checked everything. What was wrong? Well, this was wrong. It's like. I, I'm just going to go curl up now. But it's just like, it's it's very. It's weird because we are all very clearly more anxiety type personalities. Yep. Versus the more confident type personality. And it's it, it that definitely says something about how video games and narrative in general affects us and choices in games and things of that nature affect us. Yeah. I agree. Oh, pardon me, pardon <laughs> keeping me. you awake. No, I slept poorly, and it's getting ready to rain really bad. Um, I, hmm? I, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Dece- so, decisions can sometimes. I have. I. I don't have any during the Mass Effect playthrough, but decisions can sometimes just make me sit there for twenty minutes, just not wanting to make a choice because I don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. e- even going through all of it in my head, <sighs> like, it you're you're almost complete... You're almost afraid of what are they going to do that I haven't thought of. Yes! <laughs> what is going to happen that I haven't comprehended? I haven't planned for this, so this is going to be what they do because this is the one thing my brain didn't come up with. I didn't. I, I didn't have any through Mass Effect, thankfully. But I've had that before. I would love to put my buddy through Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I'd love to put him through the, through the Mass Effect series to see <laughs> how he would react to things. I because it's he is not. 
from what you've described, I don't think he would really have any kind of major attachment to anyone, and he would just do whatever thought right away. No, no, I can tell you right now, he'd be like, nah, Rex, that guy, that's the best guy right there. That's the best dude. Because he just goes off his gut. Yeah. He's like, that. he looks big and dumb, and he probably hits people real hard. That's my dude right there. I feel like all of us had that reaction to Rex. I love Rex. Rex, I, Rex I, I just had a shotgun squad, okay? I just was like frontline shotgun with everybody, so. It's just like, oh yeah, you want to get up in the front? Well, here's your party. I usually ended up with Biotics and, this, and Garrus. I always, I usually take Garrus for the sniper and then Biotics. See, I am the sniper. So. I think my Mass Effect one in my one party was Rex and Tally. Uh, my Mass Effect one, the majority of the playthrough was Aiden and Garrus. Aiden and or or Caden and Rex or Garrus and Rex. It was a combination of those three. So <laughs> decision paralysis is a thing. Yeah. It affects all three of us differently. Mm-hmm. But it seems to in some cases it enriches our gameplay, <clears throat> and in other cases it causes a, a serious emotional detriment to the gameplay and to the person. <laughs> True? I wept yes. like a child. Yes, you wept like a baby. I did, I and I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it because the character in question is so fucking good and is so good just as a person and it was so good the whole se- the whole arc I'm gonna punch you I'm gonna fly to <laughs> Scotland just to punch you <laughs> I'm just saying I'm gonna fly over there just to punch you just get ready to weep <laughs> he's crazy Prepare to cry edition. Now, Gav, one step further, and I wish, I, I can't remember what game it was, but there was a game back in, back, like, before I played a lot on PC, so it, would, it was something console, that I reached a decision, was so pissed off about the decision the game forced me to make, I stopped playing the game. And never finished it. Like, I was that level mad, I was like, I'm fucking done with the game, No. And was like, that's it. LB says, time to finish Mass Effect 1. Chop, chop. Well, tell them to stop talking, LB. They wouldn't let me play while we were recording, and I'm waiting to play, so... Okay. On that, we're done for the fucking day. I'm kidding! She's fucking done. She quits. She's gone. She's I'm done. Kidding. But no, remove, like, what, what I was saying before LB said she's that, done. I literally had a game where I was so mad at the decision that they were making me... Like, the choice that they were making me make, that I was like, yeah, I'm... I'm no. And and literally stopped playing the game. And I was probably only halfway through the game at that point. But I was pissed. And I was like, I'm done. Nope. So tonal dissonance. So tonal dissonance is an issue for you, Nev. Hmm? Tonal dissonance. So they're making you make a choice yeah. that you're not happy with as a care as a player that your character is having to make. Yeah, that it's not that me as a character isn't happy with, it's that me is how I see the character because I get very into like when I play the characters I'm playing them with what I think their mindset is 
right? So I'm playing it through. You're the projecting onto the characters. Right. Yeah. So if you make me make a choice that I think is like drastically against what the character would choose, it breaks it for me because I'm like, but where the fuck that did mean, that come from? But doesn't that mean you're devaluing the writer, who is you know the one who no okay, built but- these characters that you are attached to? No, but I'm basing it on, like, if you take, like, the ten previous choices, and the choices are, you know, like, this or this, this or this, this or this, this or this, and it makes sense going along, and then all of a sudden you get to a choice where A and B don't make sense based on any of the previous choices you've been forced to make, then that breaks it for me, because you're breaking what you've built the character to be based on the previous choices. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that's so egregiously out of character. Not, like, a little out of character, but, like, drastically out of character based on everything that you've come up against beforehand. And and that's not undervaluing the writer. That's when I sit and go, like, like, did... Did they forget what character they were writing this for? Did, like, another writer pick up the writing here? Like, what happened? Because this is not where all this has been leading to. But do you know what I mean? Like, it's... Well, I get what you're saying, yeah. yeah. Def- <clears throat> 100% like, it's not. It's not devaluing the writer at all. It's as if you've led me to have this perception of a character based on, you know, like, the previous five, ten choices that you've had me make, and I'm developing this perception, and I'm developing this perception, and you keep giving me these, like, kind of choices, and then all of a sudden, the next choice that you give me is so far out of this, that's gonna break what I perceive the character to be. Or how I perceive the game, how I perceive the story, because it's not where you've led me. You've been leading me in this bubble as the writer. And then all of a sudden something comes from way out in left field and you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) But isn't that your opinion of things, though? Because you don't know the thought process behind how how the story is being developed. They they could have this whole... There there could be slight hints that you've missed up until this point. You you mentioned that you haven't talked to every character during every... after every mission, so... That could be kind of that kind of thing, you know? No, but I, like I, LB said, LB did say you can catch up with the conversation between assignments, and I have been talking to them like every second. I, I, I get that. So. This this isn't a hypothetical yeah. situation in a different game. Yeah. This no. is, you know, the, 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 the writer possible. has. Yeah. And, that, and 100%, that's possible. It's 100% possible. Mm-hmm. So, but, it, so translate that on top of the game that you just dropped completely. Oh, God. I wish I could remember what game it was, but I like. And this was years ago. Like, I want to say, like, this the game was either on PlayStation 2 or possibly even Super Nintendo. And it was an RPG game because that's all I played back And so I was a lot younger back then, too. <laughs> but I really was. Like, I was so mad at the game that I was just like, fuck that. And, like, was, like, done. I, I just was, like, I can't play it anymore. I'm, like, this is not at all what or where I thought this was going. And it killed the game for me. Just absolutely killed the game. So I get you. I'm, I'm a bit more of an ex- 
explorative person. I don't attach to the characters quite as much as you two do. I'm yeah. really just in it for the story that's being presented to me. Um, which I guess makes sense being the sort of writery kind of DM sort of person I yeah. am. I'm less interested in developing these emergent gameplay attachments, and I'm more interested in what the overarching line of the story is, like where they're going with things. Which is why you make a wonderful DM, and I don't. <laughs> I mean, it also comes down to, like, even, even the question I just asked you, it's like, I'm asking you from a, from a writer's perspective, rather than a player's perspective. Like, doesn't that devalue the writer, in my opinion? <clears throat> because that's kind of how my brain works. I, I look at all these disparate, interconnected bits, and I go, okay, I see where they're going here. Like, and that's part of, that's a big problem I have with a lot of games, is that I can see, because so many times they have to, like, make sure that these plot beats and things are very clearly at the front of things. That I'm like, okay, I see the subtle hint there. I see the subtle hint there. This guy's definitely going to be a bad guy. All right. Well, I got the game figured out. Yeah. Well, it's Chris, I, I know enough about Chris at this point that I knew that Chris was going to go down green. From the second he started the game, based on his interactions with a couple of characters, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going green. He's 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 he's, he's going full green. OK. <laughs> thing is, he's not the thing is, he's not wrong. So I, again, Green's not going to be the canon. Just make that very clear. The canon option is going to be red. We all agree. Almost guaranteed. Almost guaranteed. The, it, it would be a shock and a pleasant surprise if they made Green the canon ending. It would be really interesting. Yeah. But it, but I think Andromeda. I think Will Andromeda. Will affect my choices? No. I think Andromeda. Uh, I think Andromeda is actually. Because of how Andromeda is structured, I think Ooh, that negates what? the possibility of the fourth game, which was a spin-off. Standalone. Um, a standalone, yeah. <clears throat> was it meant to be a standalone, though? Nope. Nope. It's meant to be it, a new trilogy. It, it had the uh, cyberpunk problem. Oh. It, was meant, it was meant to be a new trilogy. That didn't happen. Oh, no. Uh, it actually fucked Bioware real bad for a while. Yeah, it did. <laughs> That I have it. I have it installed. I'm ready to. Pl I'm going to play it at some point. Mm -hmm. So, the Andromeda, the way Andromeda is set up, I think negates green or blue as being potential endings, being canon. I think red has to be a canon because of how Andromeda is set up. Yes, agreed. Um, just from what I've I've read about the base for Andromeda, because I was um, I read it after I finished. So I've, mm -hmm. It's um because it's standalone, and I kind of don't really care about Andromeda yeah. too much. You know, I I read up about it, so I know bits and bobs of Andromeda. Um, but yeah, no, I would agree with that. Um, it's... but no, hundred percent logically in my head, green after after you tell me what green was, yeah, no, that is that is hands down the best option. Hands Neth, down, without question. Neth is probably green, maybe red. I, I, I'm going to be very honest. I think Neth's going to go down red. I think Neth's going to go. No, down I red. think I think her preferred option would probably be green, maybe red. I think I think Neth will see the logic of green, but I th still think she's going to go red. Yeah. 
I can tell you right now, my wife is pure red. Green oh, and blue are not options. Me. Green and blue are not options. That pure doesn't red. shock me. That doesn't shock me that you told me. <laughs> that doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, I can tell you right now, that's pure red. Okay. Where are you? Um, I believe I'm basically a green because I think green creates a more interesting storyline, but it is a bit of a cop out. It is. It is a super super cop out. Yeah. Um, green is definitely a cop out. I think. I want to know what LB was. Blue, blue. I think could have had a place. I think. Yeah. I think I would have been torn between red and blue. In the base game, I would have been torn between the two of them. I blue is not even an option for me. I think blue definitely is an option because I like that whole sort of grand story kind of thing. Before no, I blue... get yelled at, I'm not actually playing. I'm just at the load screen. That's mm-hmm. fair. Um, for me, blue is just not even an option. <laughs> it, it just doesn't work in my head. I know. I know, Elby. You said it. I know. Whoa. Oh, about you. That blue wasn't going to be an option? Oh, yeah. No, blue was never an option for you. You knew. You guys knew that from, like, minute one? Oh, yeah. I fucking knew. Dude, I knew it once you said you were going to start playing Mass Effect. I was like, okay, he's going to eventually go down green. All right. Blue was never an option. <laughs> Blue, with you how you are and your attachment to characters, blue was never an option. Oh my god! This well, then is why would green? Why would green be an option me. then? Why would why would green have been my option then? Because, because of the character attachment. Green is the milk toast middle of the road. Me? It is. It is. It can, yeah. No, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Huh? No, that makes sense. Yeah, green is the milk toast middle of the road. It doesn't like. It doesn't really. Do anything. It just oh, everything. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. But with the two, with the two, we're, options causing, I had, her so, we're causing her I physical know. pain right now. I know because she wants to play, but we uh, and but we're but we're also being so fucking vague about it all. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, but no, no, that makes sense. Yeah, no. I but love with you the options, both, but I fucking hate you right now. But but with the options I had, yeah, blue was not an option. It was it was always going to be red with the options I had. I, I think for me, from a storyline, from a story perspective, blue is fascinating. Blue is fascinating. I'll agree with that. It's also terrifying. Yes, it is. It is absolutely terrifying because that could go so fucking wrong. Yes. Yes, it could. But that's totally why it's fascinating. Okay, that's why so it's fascinating right. from a story standpoint. Elby's right. Elby's clearly on the purple camp. I mean, we didn't really no, talk I, too much about I it, but gen- he's on purple. So I genuinely I mean, want to yeah. know. I genuinely want to know. Elby, your first playthrough, blue, green, or red? What was he, it? I genuinely he's purple. Know. He's purple. He said that. Not an option. Christopher, you didn't get purple as an option, obviously. It's not an option. I've been. I've done the research. That's what you want to believe. That's what you want to believe, my dude. Okay. Y'all done killing me? Yeah. Yep. Alright, we'll go ahead and call this a day. Uh, I know. This motherfucker right here. This asshole right here. Chris, can't you read a room? No, obviously you can't.
You put that fucking controller down, woman. Final thoughts, Christopher. Um, I I put way too much passion into games. Seriously, <laughs> you do. Neth, final thoughts. Stay hydrated in the heat. <laughs> yep. Uh, my final thoughts are: uh, this is Devour by Three Nations Brewery. <coughs> um, it was a fantastic uh, eight point three uh, alcohol content, uh, twenty five IBUs in a twelve ounce pour can. Uh, it is a horchata. Imperial Milk Stout with uh, vanilla nibs and uh, some other interesting flavors. I found it delightful. Are we sponsored by a brewery now? No, we're not. Horchata. Horchata. I've decided my final thoughts from now on. I'm just going to review craft beers that I've got. Yay, craft beers. I'm down for it. Yep. I won't drink any of them. I'm down for it. (laughs) It had a very mild cinnamon taste. Uh, The uh, vanilla notes were were present. Um, the imperial process. Were uh, they were there. They were present. They were present. <laughs> uh, the imperial notes were good. Uh, very strong uh, notes of tannin, leather, and peat. Uh, I liked it. It was good. Um, <clears throat> do that or don't do that, Chris? Um, <laughs> um, come back to me. Nep. Don't torment your co-hosts. Um, drink responsibly. Don't be a space racist. Just, just you are smart. the space yes. racist. Just, that's going to be our show for this week, folks. Talk to us. Please please you can follow us on Twitter. The show is at Azeroth CTC. Kevin is at SwingCat with a K. Chris is at Akari underscore Mag. I, of course, am at uh, at Gavril underscore ET. That is two I's and one L. Neth is at Nethwinch. You can send us emails to feedback at AzerothCTC.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us live here on Saturdays when we record and stream the show on Azer- on twitch.tv slash AzerothCTC. To get a link to today's show, you can visit our the links from today's show. You can visit our website at www.azerothctc.com. Students review SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is that you, uh, you use to listen to podcasts. <clears throat> uh, pardon me. Um, this... Stay red, gold, and green. Boys and girls, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) We're talking about colors, alright? That's the first thing popped in my head when I said colors. Bye, motherfuckers. Bye. (laughs) Bye.